It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last just... Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, and I am Marcy Vasky, licensed nutritionist. And Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. And I want to welcome all of our listeners who are in that phase before menopause called perimenopause. I know because of my age, you know, I will be turning that corner in the near future. And I really want to keep my hormones working as long as possible. So what do I do? So I like to eat lots of fats and cholesterol-rich foods. My friends often tell me they feel like, you know, they're losing their mind. And they want to eat every chocolate bar they can find. Or they find themselves crying at commercials or breaking into sweat instantly when it's 20 degrees outside. No fun. So can anyone out there relate, right? You know, I would like to introduce one of my co-hosts in studio today. Um, today we have Kara Harper, and Kara is a licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Kara counsels clients in our Wyzetta office, and also she is a super mom to her daughter, Olivia. So wow. welcome, Kara. Well, thank you, Marcy. I'm really happy to be here this morning. You know, we were just co-hosting together just a couple weeks ago. And we were. It's always fun to be back in the studio sharing our nutritional weight and wellness message of how eating real food changes lives. And our topic today on Dishing Up Nutrition is, am I too young to be in menopause? Good question. So that's what we're going to answer today. And I'm in that age as well. And the symptoms showing up for me are predominantly sleep problems. So one thing that I do every night is I take my magnesium glycinate between four and 600 milligrams so that I don't have insomnia. Well, that's awesome. And it works well, right? It works. Yeah. I have to take it every night, though. Good. good. (laughs) Um, So, you know, in the last 15 years, the term perimenopause has been used to describe the years leading up to menopause. Now, our our long discussion today is going to define perimenopause symptoms and solutions. And we have found as nutritionists that it's amazing what the power of real food can do. Oh, you're right, Cara. It really is amazing what uh, food can do for us. And you know what's uh, it's often overlooked as well. So we have to ask the question, what is the average age we begin menopause or this perimenopause? It really varies, but it's certainly happening to younger and younger women. And some of my friends start at age 35, others more like 45. Right, right. You know, I, I said it before, but because of my age, I want to keep my hormones working as long as possible, you know, I, because I know it will really keep my bones healthy as well. So what foods are going to help with hormone production? Well, we learn in nutrition class that it's good fats and cholesterol. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Who would have guessed? I know. And we learned that our specifically our LDL cholesterol is good for memory, but it also makes our hormones. So some things that I eat to, you know, support my hormones are eggs, shellfish, salmon, and other good fats like butter, coconut oil, and heavy whipping cream. That sounds good. Who doesn't like a little cream, right? You know, um, today I also have another co-host in studio today. So let me introduce her, Kate Crosby. 
Kate is a nutrition counselor and educator, and Kate counsels clients in our North Oaks office. Kate, you have rolled through this phase before menopause. Did you have any symptoms during perimenopause that you'd like to share with us today? Oh, well. <laughs> Just a couple? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Good morning to you both. Um, boy, Marcy, you're asking a hard question. That was a long time ago. Well, come on. <laughs> don't age yourself. <laughs> well, so what I remember about uh, perimenopause and that phase of my life was that my moods were pretty unstable. Mm. I was a little more anxious. I'd get more depressed right. and more irritable. Mm. But what I found was really cool is that what helped me was using progesterone cream transdermally on my skin. I'd rub it into my wrists or behind my knees every night. And it allowed me a really deep sleep. Nice. But better moods as well. That's even better. <laughs> of course, especially for your husband, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and my kids. Ooh. Oh. What I learned later is that progesterone is really relaxing. Now, Cara, you probably use this for your sleep issues. Too. I do. That's another thing that I use yeah. in addition to my magnesium. So we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get into that for sure. You know, remember some women, they start this phase early, but some, like many of our grandmothers, perhaps, they started much later in life. So first, uh, listeners might be wondering, what is perimenopause? Well, perimenopause is the transition into menopause, and it happens to all women. It's a natural progression of hormonal change that can last anywhere from 2 to 15 years. Could it be more per- specific? I mean, <laughs> right. 2 to 15, anywhere in that range. Pick your years. Actually, research has shown that the, that perimenopausal phase is usually between 2 and 8 years. That's a little more common. Um, when it comes to the length of time for that change. Mm-hmm. But in some perimenopausal women, they have that uncomfortable symptom of feeling confused. Mm. They feel like they have no idea what's going on. Right. Feels, everything feels out of whack. Some women have lots of symptoms, and actually some then just breeze through it very easily. Well, I hope I'm the one to breeze through it easily, but, yeah, you know, you. but I have a little story of my own. You know, I am 41, and so, you know, lucky me, my journey down this road is just beginning. Just beginning. And in fact, recently, my menstrual cycle has decided to play a little hide and seek. <laughs> you know, come on. Well put. Right. So what does that mean? That means that I might not be making all of my hormones at the correct level Absolutely. already. You know, and, and we... We've all learned that when you don't ovulate or you don't have your menstrual cycle, you don't make progesterone. Now, progesterone is a really important hormone. Mm -hmm. It's actually one of the keys to sailing through menopause pretty easily. And like you said earlier, Kate, we know that the hormone progesterone, it's a calming hormone. Mm -hmm. So it it helps people sleep and... I would like to keep enough progesterone so, yeah. um, so you can sleep. Just to ensure. And, you know, we'll talk later about specifics, but the amount that we use transdermally, sure. mm-hmm. it's just a small amount. 20 no. milligrams is what we would make if we were ovulating. Absolutely. Right. So. right. Great point, Cara. So that hormone progesterone, as as you said, it helps with calm and good, good moods. That's why I like it. And I recommend it very often with clients. Mm-hmm. I also notice, you know, if I have a client who comes in, who's very upset and cries easily, right. I often rush out and grab the progesterone. Put and it on them now. Put them on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> put it on. And they notice a difference yeah. within, you know, that first consultation. Because progesterone's that happy hormone. It is. It, it gives us those good moods, calms mm-hmm. us down. 
you know, and many friends and clients, they all want to know, hey, Marcy, how can I make more progesterone? Mm -hmm. That's Yeah, Marcy, we can make more progesterone in our bodies. So that's a great point. And I know we've said this in other shows, but to make hormones, we have to be eating good, healthy fats like the heavy whipping cream, butter, mm-hmm. coconut oil, olive oil, cream cheese, and olives, right. things like that. So we've said some women go into perimenopause at a very young age. Well, I just wonder, could it be because they've been eating low-fat foods and they mm. haven't had those fats Let's to make that progesterone? That. You know, a low-fat diet has been the way a lot of people have eaten for years. Oh, it's, you're right. It's still the prevalent way to eat. It definitely is. Uh, we still have people coming in, right, saying, yeah. really, fat? I can Every eat day. fat? Butter? Right. You know, and they, they're following this fat-free diet because they believe that mm. full fat makes them fat. So is anyone still believing that myth? You know, we have so many coming in doing that. You know, but research is finding that sugar is what makes you fat, not fat. Right. Not those right. good fats. No. Harvard professor Dr. David Ludwig, he conducted human experiments where he found that high carbohydrate and low fat diets spiked the blood sugar, which slowed metabolism and increased belly fat. So it's not the fat that we're eating that is causing extra body fat. Mm -hmm. It's the extra sugar that we're eating. That's right, Cara. It definitely is. You know what? We're gonna. It's time for our first break. So um, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and today we are answering the question: Am I too young for menopausal symptoms? You know, as we go along in the show today, we are gonna learn how nutrition plays a vital role in the management of symptoms during this perimenopause and, and menopause phase. So many women experience the dreaded hot flashes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. But what they may not realize is what they are eating is what's making them even worse. It's amazing. And they have control in making them better, which is even, you know, um, empowering. So stay tuned because after break, we're going to discuss many symptoms of perimenopause. So if you have questions today regarding um, perimenopause and menopause, our topic, give us a call in the studio at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor and educator. We're talking about perimenopause and perimenopausal symptoms today, today, and one common one is mood swings. We're answering the question, what can you do to keep those low moods away? Now, many women who experience mood swings are eating processed foods. Those high-sugar foods, they also contain trans fats, things like chips or ice cream or popcorn, Muffins, bagels, pasta. Right. <laughs> to get control over those low moods, it's really important to eliminate those foods, but replace them with things like grass-fed meats or leafy vegetables and healthy fats. You know, if you got a call or a question for us today, you can call us in the, in the studio at 651-641-1071. That's right, Kate. You know, we want to make sure that we're eating those good, healthy fats. Um, so, you know, we're going to have a little fun right now. So okay. everybody ready? We're ready. All right. right. <laughs> we want to see how much we know about the benefits of eating fats. So we're going to ask you listeners a question. And all you have to do is just answer true or false. So the first question is, good fats make you fat. Is that true or false? 
Mm. Oh, what do you think? Did we just learn that? Yeah. No, that's <laughs> false. Remember what the good fats are, though. Butter, coconut oil, olive oil, nuts, pumpkin seeds, one of my favorites. There you but, go. <laughs> um, All right. Second question. All fats clog our arteries. Is this true or false, listeners? Well, oh, we don't. We can't hear your voices, rumble. unfortunately, so I'm going to tell you. <laughs> That's right. That is false. It's not. Healthy fats do not, definitely do not clog our arteries. That's right. Um, however, trans fats and vegetable oils and sugars are really what causes issues with cholesterol and artery clogging. That's right. Those are the culprits. Stay away from those. All right, guys. Question number three. Partially hydrogenated trans fats interfere with hormone production. This is going to be true. Yeah. All right. Yep. Question four. Fats give you acne? Do you suppose that's true Mm, or false? No, that's false. We usually find that sugar or dairy products are really Mm -hmm. the culprits in causing acne. All right. Question number five. Fats keep you full and then you... Because you're full, you eat less. True Ooh. or false? That is a winner. All right. <laughs> it's true. Yes. That's an easy one. It's a good thing. <laughs> that is. That is a good thing. All right. In the last question, question number six, fats are good mood foods, right? I like eating them. It gives me a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. You know, so how'd you guys do with all your answers? Did everybody get 100%? <laughs> if you're listening to our show, I think you, you should have. Yeah. All right. So let's get back to our topic on understanding perimenopause. Yes, and as nutritionists, we look at how food can set women up for early perimenopause. That's right. So women who eat cereal, milk, skim milk probably, and Mm. juice for breakfast, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they skip lunch or grab a can of soup or piece of fruit for lunch. And then at dinner, they might be eating a big plate of pasta. Well, these women usually have more perimenopausal symptoms. You know, they really do. You know, so I have to ask the question, are any of our listeners eating like this? This standard American diet, which is full of foods that we've talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, creating inflammation. And over a long period of time, what we're really talking about today is how it throws off our hormones out of balance. Which then is going to lead to women experiencing earlier unpleasant perimenopause symptoms. And I think I'm just noticing, you guys, that we have a couple. We have actually two or three callers. Oh, excellent. So let's take our first caller. Good morning, Nikki. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question about looks like early Mm -hmm. menopause? Hi, Nikki. You're on the air. Hi. Thanks for having me on. I love your show. Oh, thank you. So What's your my question? Qu- my question is, I was one of those that used to eat the pasta and bagels, and I did go through perimenopause um, at an early age, and then menopause, and now I'm, I'm done, I'm through menopause, but I am having sleep problems, so my question is, is I'm in my mid to late 50s, would that progesterone cream be appropriate for someone my age. Yeah, I mean, a real. we're going to talk more about how estrogen dominance or having too much estrogen in the body is very common. Um, mm-hmm. So often just using a little bit of that transdermal progesterone cream can kind of balance out your estrogen and progesterone. 
Okay. So I think that would be very helpful for you to try. And along with all the other, the food, food tips. suggestions. Definitely. Of course. Are you already in- incorporating the healthy fats? Oh, yes, yes. Okay. I um, changed my diet right away as soon as I discovered I was going through perimenopause. And Oh, good um, for you. Yes. Well, yeah. Great. Yeah, and keep listening because we're going to have some other tips on a couple of supplements that might help you, like some GLA and... And some other things. So, but yeah, I would definitely okay. try that progesterone. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So much. Thanks for your call. Should we take another caller, ladies? Yeah. Okay. Um, Sarah, good morning. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. What's your Hi. question? Thank you. Um, I'm 60, um, postmenopausal, and I maybe my question is similar to the one previous <laughs> caller. Um, what, how much, if any, of this progest? I've got that cream from you. I have. I guess I haven't used it for a while. I used it for a short time, and I noticed I was getting more like black facial hair, so I stopped taking it. But what would you recommend mm. for someone who's, you know, 60 postmenopausal? How much, if any, of this progesterone cream would you recommend? Well, I usually just follow the instructions on yep. mm-hmm. on the tube. And do you have the Emerita? Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's great. That's good to have a high quality. You need to have the correct one. It says to use a quarter to a half teaspoon. Okay. Um, It does say twice a day. A lot of times we just use it before bed because it Mm -hmm. is such a relaxing and calming hormone. Mm -hmm. But I would, you know, if you're concerned at all about side effects with the facial hair, maybe start with the lower end and just start with that quarter teaspoon. And maybe you won't experience that if you try it again. Okay. And you said uh, probably once a day, quarter teaspoon before bed. Yeah. yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Try okay. that. Mm-hmm. And then you could always increase it to a half teaspoon, but maybe just start out with that quarter teaspoon. Okay. And is that something that I'd need forever then? Or how does that? Probably it... not. Probably not. Okay. So how do you know when to stop taking it? I think sometimes just experimenting. You know, maybe try it for six months, see how that goes, and then pull yourself off of it. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you for your call. Have a great morning. Bye-bye. So, should we get back to our topic here? You should dig back in. Let's dig in. And we're talking about perimenopause. Um, so, let's dig into when these symptoms might begin and what the heck are some of these right. symptoms. Women beginning as early as 35 can start to feel some of these symptoms, but certainly women in their early to mid-40s are going to experience this hormonal shift. And research shows that women's hormones begin to shift after age 35, and some women will feel the effects of these uncomfortable symptoms. That's right, Cara. And, you know, we really can't say when one will begin to transition, But one way to help gauge it would be to ask your mom, you know, what her perimenopause and menopause journey was like. You know, hereditary can be a factor, but lifestyle and nutrition is about 90% of how our hormones work. Wow. It's amazing. But again, if you, you know, have a lifestyle that's similar and a diet that's similar to your mom's, you then you probably will follow in her kind of pattern in her her little footsteps. Yeah, that's right. You know, so we all need to make a call to our moms when the show is over. <laughs> so don't anyone go away and find out, you know, what she experienced, how, how her uh, journey went. Yeah. However, I just want to say, you know, it's really important to realize that 
only about 10% of what happens to us is genetic. That's right. There's another 90% of what goes on and it can be controlled by lifestyle and how we eat. So we can change Mm -hmm. our path and our symptoms. However, that doesn't mean that if you're doing all the right things that you will completely offset perimenopause because in reality, you still might have some symptoms. Um, But what you can do is you can really decrease those symptoms so that they're more manageable. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So in reality, you're going to have fewer symptoms and sail through menopause more easily than your mom if you follow some of Mm -hmm. our suggestions. I know I did. And my mom's pyramid cause. I do remember hers, whereas oh, really? I don't remember mine. Okay, well, interesting. <laughs> hers was not very She was pretty. a bit moody? Uh, it was not so much the moodiness, but lots of heavy periods. Oh, yeah. dear. Okay. Yeah. Well, our bodies are really amazing and intelligent. And yeah. they are. You just never... They can... We're definitely not going to outsmart it. Right. Right? <laughs> so, no. so, you know, now we understand when we may expect expect some of those hormonal changes to occur um, as we get older. What hormonal changes are occurring that cause these symptoms? we got to ask we that do. question. We do. So, and we've had a couple of callers already, and we've talked a lot about progesterone, but one hormonal change is our progesterone levels. Progesterone begins to decline at the same time that estrogen remains stable or might even begin to rise. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And estrogen and progesterone are are really meant to balance each other out. Um, to keep this a normal menstrual cycle. But, you know, if that imbalance occurs, we end up usually with too much estrogen in our bodies and not enough progesterone. So we'll talk more about uh, progesterone and estrogen and the balance, but we do need to take a break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you're experiencing dandruff, hangnails, loss of either sense of smell or taste, dry skin, or rashes, or maybe you feel like you need to have a sweet every time you finish a meal, you might be experiencing a zinc deficiency. So are you surprised to learn that the sweet that you want after your meal could be caused by low zinc levels? So if you're wondering what to do, um, as nutritionists and dietitians, of course, we recommend food first. Mm -hmm. You can find zinc in foods like nuts, grass-fed meat, eggs, even pumpkin seeds, or you can supplement with, or you can eat those foods and in addition, supplement with 50 milligrams of zinc per day. But if you have questions today about perimenopause, call us in the studio at 651-641-1071. I am Marcy Vasky, licensed nutritionist, and I want to highlight a fantastic class that we offer for those of you who are listening and maybe struggling with perimenopause or those menopause symptoms. You know, it's our very, very popular menopause seminar. I don't know, you ladies have gone and, well, Kate, you taught it, so that's fantastic. You know, great, great, yeah. This is really a must-attend class if you're losing sleep, you feel like you're losing (laughs) your mind, you're having hot flashes, and the dreaded weight gain perhaps is happening. So the menopause seminar could be really a life changer for you. We are holding the class in our St. Paul location um, on March 19th, but because of its popularity, we have sold out. Mm. So the next one that you can sign up for will be June 11th in our Maple Grove office. Okay. And the, um, 
it's a day event. It starts at 1030, wraps up at 330. There's balanced snacks and delicious lunches served. Um, so call any of our nutritional weight and wellness offices to get registered for that next class coming up in June. Phone number for our office is 651-699-3438. All right. Well, we have some more callers that came on over break. Um, let's go ahead and take Kristen's call. Good morning, Kristen. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. What is your question today? Thank you so much. I've been listening to you guys for a couple of years now and just love, love, love your show. <laughs> Thanks, well, Kristen. Thanks. Yeah, so um, my question relates to the topic today, but it's probably also a little bit broader. I feel like it could be a whole show. It's about the timing of when you take supplements. So I know that I've learned from you most of your minerals should be taken in the evening because they help with the sleep. So I take my magnesium glyphosate, my my... Um, calcium, my zinc, I take all those at bedtime. But I had dinner with a friend last night, and he mentioned he takes his fish oil and his vitamin D first thing when he wakes up. Mm-hmm. And I tend to wait until I've eaten something because I'm looking for maximum absorption. So could you just talk a little bit about that? I'm good about doing my bifido 15 minutes before I eat. But mm-hmm. I mean, some supplements, I imagine, should be taken with food, some without. And so I'm just looking for some guidance on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, yep. You're exactly right. Um, the vitamin D and, and your fish oil... Um, I would keep taking those with food mm-hmm. okay. because they're fat soluble. So you're going to digest them and absorb all the good stuff better mm-hmm. if you're taking them with food. Some people have a dif- difficult time if they don't take them with food. That's true. That's right. So, a little yeah, fishy burps. To, yeah, fish burps. Uh, oh, any sure. other supplements that you're concerned about? Um, you know, I take, I've added now some L-lysine and some L-taurine at bedtime. And so I'm taking that with the magnesium, with the calcium, and with the zinc. And I don't do any of that with food because I do it right before bed. Is that fine or should I be doing that with dinner? Well, it is, it is important to take those on an empty stomach because you want them to act differently. They're amino oh, acids. Um, taurine can be very relaxing for, for sleep. I usually take lysine first thing in the morning with so the bifido balance. But Okay. Okay. And then mm-hmm. L-arginine I take in the morning. So that's another amino acid. Uh, yeah, yep. I think that well, one is better on an empty stomach as well. I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. I would take the lysine and the arginine in the morning on an empty stomach. Yep. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And you can do that. I could do that with my powdered bifido because that, that's the first thing I do. Yeah. Definitely. Just, that's just okay. fine. Okay. Perfect. Well, you and have it all down. Yeah. Good for you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> You're I nearly. Can take the, the minerals at night with the yes. powder too, right? That's yes. really that important. Yes. Your calcium, okay. magnesium, yep. and zinc. That's great. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, thank Good job. you so much. I really <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Thanks for the okay. call. Should we get back okay. to our topic? Let's do a little more topic, and I know we have a couple. We have another caller. Oh, okay. Or should we take the call? Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, hi, Dan. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about progesterone? Uh, hi. Good morning, Dan. Hi. Okay. I didn't hear the first part. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm calling on behalf of my sister who lives out of state. She's 62 she had a full hysterectomy about 20 years ago, and the question is, she has trouble sleeping at night probably three days, maybe four days a week, and so my question is, with someone who doesn't have any ovaries, do you still make your own progesterone, and would progesterone be helpful in her case? I mean, I know everything needs to be in balance, yeah. and uh, so she is on estrogen therapy, so... But if the estrogen therapy is just the estrogen and not any kind of progesterone to balance it out, it would only make sense that you would need the progesterone too. What do you think? 
Yeah. Yep. I mean, you never want to be taking the estrogen alone, first of all. Um, yeah. And that's something, you know, she's got to work with her doctor on the, the estrogen piece. Yeah. But we always, come, if anyone's on, doc- excuse me, the doctors don't know that. How come the doctors don't know that? I, I don't know. can't answer that question. <laughs> well, I mean, I, that's, that's, that seems to be pretty a simple concept. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm getting more and more uh, frustrated with the medical community who really don't pay attention to this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's another whole show. Yeah, <laughs> that, right, is a whole right. show. Well, I would say, you know, using progesterone cream if someone's on estrogen is really important. Um, mm-hmm. Some women in your sister's situation choose to use just progesterone cream. On its own, mm, sure. the Emerita oh, sure. natural progest that we've been talking about. And that's appropriate sure. yep. after a full hysterectomy um, with no ovaries. I mean, your adrenal glands will make some Looks hormones, mm-hmm. but yeah. not as much, obviously, as when she had her ovaries. So, Is she taking and, magnesium for sleep? Um, I, have to, I have suggested it to her. I mm-hmm. don't, she probably doesn't take it on a regular nightly basis. Um, it, I think it, I would start there as well. You know, she, she yep. needs some magnesium glycinate to sleep. And then, of course, her diet has to be addressed. And right. sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we do phone consults. So right. um, that might be, it's a little complicated to answer on air all of these mm-hmm. questions. But, um, you know, I think for sleep, she really needs to start with some magnesium glycinate. Then, sure. work, then you know, the progesterone can be added as well. And... Diet is key. Mm-hmm. Very well, much. So. Right. And she she actually eats eats pretty well. And I've been I've been coaching her. I've been listening to your show for four yeah. or five years now. And I've been mm-hmm. I've been coaching her. That's great. Well, that's great. Well, well, we do a lot with sleep in our office, all of our nutritional weight and wellness offices. So it may be worth it for her to just set up an appointment with one of us via phone. Just make sure okay. she's doing everything she can mm-hmm. to get a good night's sure. sleep. And then the, the progesterone cream you have that in your office. Yep, and online. Oh sure. Okay. Yep. Thanks for your yep. call. Thank you, Dan. Have a great day. So let's get back to our topic. Um, and we were talking about progesterone, actually. When we lack progesterone, our estrogen takes over. And too much estrogen in the body can give some unpleasant symptoms. Uh, a few of the more common issues that occur are those unpredictable periods. And as we've just talked about, that dreaded insomnia. Uh, and the one that throws many women for a loop are the mood swings and that lack of energy. Just right. roll up on the couch. <laughs> right. And can hardly get out of bed, right? Yeah. You know, and of course, some of that weight gain because of our shifting hormones, excess estrogen, you know, usually makes people gain weight. Think about when you were pregnant, you know, most of us gained weight because we were making more estrogen, especially at the beginning of the pregnancy. Right. You know, and estrogen is really good at that time of your life. But later in life, when we have too much estrogen and not enough progesterone, we develop these perimenopausal and menopausal symptoms. We really do. You know, and again, you know, considering I am 41 and looking at perimenopause in the near future, you know, I really, I plan to take all the steps I can to prevent any of these symptoms. Um, So again, the question is, how do we keep our hormones balanced? As nutritionists, we know that eating a diet, a low-fat diet is going to create a decline in our hormone production. We really need to be eating six to seven tablespoons of healthy fat every day to keep our hormones working. That's right. 
And, you know, Marcy, I know you know this, and this isn't new information to you, but it might be for some of our listeners. Again, we need that six to seven tablespoons of healthy fat a day to keep our hormones working. Well, good fat and good cholesterol, which, again, we want because cholesterol makes those hormones. So one way to kind of keep it simple is good fats equal good hormone production. It does. Mm -hmm. It really does. It can't get any simpler than that. You know, so to get, um, you know, we want to get rid of all those low fat, no fat foods, stop the starvation diets and start eating lots of healthy fats per day. You know, one of my very favorites is butter. Me too. I love it. Mm -hmm. And almond butter too. I Mm -hmm. don't think I can live without that. And, you know, maybe we should also talk about what we can do to make the transition easier as nutritionists, we specialize in using real food to change your life. I think we need to talk about what those foods look like and also point out the foods and beverages that might be setting us up for a long road mm-hmm. to menopause right. rather than a quick hop, skip, and a jump, so which what is are, what we really want. Yeah. For sure. Well, what are some of those real foods we would suggest, for instance, in a consultation with our clients going through mer- uh, perimenopause? So, Kate, you know that at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we're always teaching our clients and class members how to balance their blood sugar, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Very one, Right. And one way we want to do this is uh, to teach them to eat the weight and wellness way. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for us? Protein, fat, and carbs. So we call it PFC around here. <laughs> We, yeah, I love that PFC instead of KFC. That's right. Right. You know what? Before we go any further, ladies, yep. it is time for our last break. All righty. Some of you may have heard about our new app, but it's worth talking about again. We now have a Dishing Up Nutrition app, and it's available for download for the iPhone and the Android phones. It's a really great way to easily catch up on Dishing Up Nutrition broadcasts that you may have missed. So now you can listen while you prep your food for the week or while you're at the gym or working out or driving. I listen to it all the time when I'm taking a morning walk. Perfect. You've got, if you've got questions for us today about perimenopause, give us a call in the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Kara Carper, licensed nutritionist. I'm here today with Marcy Vasky, licensed nutritionist, and Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor and educator. Before we get back into our topic on perimenopause and menopause, I want to take a moment to let all of our listeners know there's another Weight and Wellness Weekend Series coming up in April. So it's going to be held April 1st through the 3rd at our Maple Grove location. So this is really a fantastic class. You're going to learn how to eat real foods in balance to support your goals. If your goal is to have better digestion, better moods, better focus, or even weight loss, we're going to give you the knowledge to do that. And I believe the more that we understand and the more we know, the more empowered that you can become to make healthy decisions. Plus, if you sign up before March 19th, you're going to get $50 off the class. So please join us on April 1st and start spring with a spring in your step. You can call any of our offices and our front desk staff will get you all signed up. 651-699-699. Three four three eight, and that's great. By the way, for out of towners as well. Yes. Oh, it really we have is. People that come in and make a weekend and get a hotel, yeah, and, it's a fun um, time. Or fly in and road trip. I mm. mean, we've seen people from all over the country at those. We have. 
So I noticed we got uh, another caller. So Kayla, good good morning. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question today? Hi, good morning, Kayla. Hi. So I've been I just turned on the radio just a little while ago and caught the I guess the middle of what you're talking about. Um, I had been going into the doctor. I'm 36, and I had been going to the doctor. I thought, well, something's wrong with me as far as my energy level goes. And they put me on um, some vitamin D and some vitamin B supplements, but I never really thought maybe it could be perimenopausal symptoms, but I've been experiencing a lot of insomnia, low libido, a lot of hot flashes, all these things, and my period is almost next to nothing now. So, so your period has changed? Yes. And I never used to have, like, PMS symptoms, and now I have PMS symptoms. It's, I, I just thought, oh, well, I thought there was something maybe more that was going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you, did your period used to be regular, and now it is it irregular as far as, like, it, the days of the cycle? Um, it, yeah, it, right now it's changed where it's not, not nearly as long as it used to be, and slow changes as well where it used to be pretty a regular thing where now it's very uh light mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well i know you haven't been listening to the entire show maybe you could even go back and, and do the podcast or, i think yeah. that's a great yeah, just, thing for you to what, do a lot of what we've been talking about is incorporating healthy fats do you incorporate healthy fats into your yeah. diet yeah i eat really clean like um my husband and i are into kind of uh, not like crazy fitness, but we're mm-hmm. really good at so what we eat and what we put out in our bodies. So mm-hmm. um, that was all a, a reason why I was. I never really thought, oh, maybe it was something else. Mm. So I'm like, oh, we eat really well. <laughs> well, you could. I mean. There's a couple of fatty acids that, you know, a lot of people are deficient in fatty acids. Um, I would add in some good GLA, gamma linoleic acid. GLA. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, it really helps to balance some hormones. It helps with your skin, lung tissue if you had asthma or something like that. But it's a, it, it's a great fat, but, but your body has to get it in. You, you can't make it without foods or, or a supplement. Okay. And would that be something that I would uh, take with a meal or separately? Or Yes, you want to take that because it's fat-soluble. You want to take that with food. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And also we had talked about you know magnesium glycinate. A lot of women in your age group um, need magnesium glycinate. Okay. So I would add that and listen to the rest of our show. Yeah, I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. But if you are still struggling, make an appointment with one of us because we work with women your age all the time to get these hormone changes all balanced out Mm -hmm. so that you can start feeling better. It's hard to answer it all over the phone. Yeah. Right. right. Well, thank you for at least taking the time to talk to me. Oh, you got Thanks for your call, Kayla. You know, and, and specifically to Kayla, a lot of times, you know, women at this age are going to feel overwhelmed at the prospect of making these nutritional changes. Right. And, you know, many, many women know what not to eat, but they really don't know what to eat or how much to eat. And that's where we come in to play. Um, this is just a great time in your life to make an appointment with one of our nutritionists or dietitians. 
And actually, it may, we make it very easy because we've got seven different locations. And we'll also do this by phone, over the phone, long distance, however. That's right. You know, that's a great idea. Really sitting down with one of us, it really takes away the fear and puts you right back on track. Yes. You know, I have many clients come in who are feeling overwhelmed, but when they leave, they're relaxed and so excited that they have a plan. Mm-hmm. People just want exactly. a plan. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the book, Before the Change, and Anne-Louise Gittleman wrote that book, she tells us that all those processed foods like the chips, pasta, muffins, and bagels will cause more hormonal symptoms. It's because sugar affects all of our hormones, and we're going to tend to have more hot flashes and more mood swings with eating more of those foods. We'll gain weight easier as well and have lower libido. So. You know, especially at this age, 30, 35, 40, 45, Mm -hmm. we really need to limit these processed foods and sugars. We really do. Yep. Let's take them out. You know, and all the research tells us that those symptoms of perimenopause and menopause actually come from having too much estrogen, not enough progesterone. And what we eat influences those hormone levels. To reduce excess estrogen, experts have found that eating lots of veggies will help our bodies bring estrogen levels into more of a normal range. They really do. You know, so vegetables like cabbage or broccoli or those Brussels sprouts that everybody loves, (laughs) kale, spinach, maybe some peppers and leafy greens. They're helpful, very, very helpful to reduce those estrogens. So... If you want fewer symptoms of excess estrogen, you you might think about, well, how can I include these vegetables at all of my meals? Mm -hmm. Well, how about making a great chicken vegetable soup with lots of cabbage and kale and some carrots, for instance? Easy. Or one of my favorites is making a spinach omelet with real eggs and lots of spinach. Num sounds yeah. great to me. Yeah, so we give you a few ideas on that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it's time to just recap a little bit of our show yeah. so we can see what, um, so you can remember all the highlights. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, younger and younger women are experiencing perimenopause is the first thing that we wanted that to is, well, we just, recap. Definitely yep. want to point that out. Yep. Well, the keeping the symptoms away can be done by decreasing sugar, mm-hmm. getting those processed foods out, the trans fats out, but replace them with healthy proteins and carbs and fats. Mm-hmm. Right. And veggie eat, carbs. Vegetable right. carbs, <laughs> right. Eating full fat, healthy, um, like oils, butter, coconut oil, olives. Those healthy fats are going to help our hormones remain balanced, and we need lots of them to make our hormones. We really do. And, you know, maybe a few supplements that can be helpful are going to be that GLA that we talked about, the natural progesterone cream, magnesium glycinate. There are just a few uh, supplements that could just be great if you're having those symptoms. Yep. You know, so... Thank you for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you found this show interesting, please share it with a friend or a family member. Our message each week is how eating real food supports your health. It is a simple but powerful life-changing message. So be sure to tune in next week and listen to Carolyn and Cassie. They're going to be discussing taking care of the caregiver you know, it's a topic that is often overlooked. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we apologize if we did not get to your call today. Um, we tried to get yeah. to all the calls, That's but right. go ahead and call our office, 651-699-3438. And someone at the desk will get you to a nutritionist that's available to answer your question. 
Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.